ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. Sorry, I don't know why that happened, but it did. So we just gotta deal with it. <laughs> um, I, of course, am Mary Poppins, y'all! No, I'm just, just kidding. This, this is Nathan. Hi, how are you? And joining me once again in our face-to-face -face environment, Alex Dewey. It's the best. It is the best. It's fun. You know, even if you do, like, video calls, like, webcasts, it's just not the same. No. You know, you, you can see them on the screen, you can talk, but here it's more energetic. Absolutely. Hopefully that comes through on the recording. I think I think so. I mean, I when I listen to our podcast, I can definitely tell a difference when we're remote versus when we're... So you're the person. one listener. <laughs> I'm the one listener. <laughs> oh, no. I uh, kid, I kid. Uh, two listeners. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how have things been going? It's been a little while. Obviously, I'll address the elephant in the room. Ladies and gentlemen, we did not <laughs> do an episode last month. Uh, we took April off, figured we needed a spring break. Um, some life got in the way, as well as it was Iron Fist. <laughs> I, I was going to say, do you want to tell them the real truth? We just could not muscle through that Iron Fist TV show. Yeah. So I, I mean, life does have a lot to do with it, right? Uh -huh. But, man, I just couldn't get motivated for that. Yeah, I finished it, and I, I've, I'm going to record with one of my buddies, Devin. Uh, Is it worth a finish? I'm about, I'm about halfway through. The Got reason it. why I Got finished it. it was because <laughs> The Defenders is coming out. Right. Yeah, And sure. I've watched all the rest of them. I understand. And to watch The Defenders, I feel like I have to watch it anyway, so might as well. So it was more of an obligation than... It kind of felt like it yeah. at some points. But I don't know. Maybe I can be turned around. It was just... I don't know. I'll talk about it later. Daredevil set the bar pretty high for those series. Daredevil um, and uh, Luke Cage, I thought, was really good, too. Yeah. So it was not my favorite. Yeah. And it was a Marvel property, so it's kind of surprising. We'll talk about a way better Marvel property today with Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, my gosh. Is it, is it officially Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, or is it Awesome Mix Volume 2? Well, if it's not Awesome Mix Volume 2, it should be. <laughs> I think it's Awesome Mix Volume 2, but I'm not sure. That'd anyway. be an accurate title for yeah. the movie. Yeah, I think it's actually just vol volume two. Look at that theatrical poster. Have you seen that theatrical poster for that? I mean, it, it reminds me of some sort of. It re it's reminiscent of something. Like yeah. Star Wars type. It's just mm -hmm. it just looks really cool. Yeah, and they've had they actually had a Return of the or uh, an Empire Strikes Back kind of poster. Oh really? That I saw out there that was pretty cool uh, with you know Star Lord and Gamora, and then it had Groot and. Uh, um, Rocket off to the side like R two and oh, nice. and three uh, PO and then it had uh, the father in the background and all that. Anyway, it's good. You should look it up. Have you seen the theatrical poster that's been edited, Mary Poppins? Yes. And they they took out and put Yondu in there. It's fantastic. Hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah. So what's going on? How? What have you been entertained by? Or what's going on? <laughs> what's just, just going on in general? <laughs> just like you said, you know, life life is is busy. It's, it's very busy. It's like the Jurassic Park quote: "Life." Uh, Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> and that's what I mean, right? I mean, life finds a way to get in. Uh, I mean, we've we've been on uh, like a horror movie kick, my wife and I. We watched a couple bad ones. We saw that new updated version of R The Ring, but it's Rings. Um, very bad. Um, we saw... Is Sonic in it at all? Is he collecting them? <laughs> yeah, in the background. Or is there a lord anywhere? <laughs> it's funny. They use the same sound effect uh, when someone dies. It's just the ring collection. <laughs> 
Um, we also watched another one. It was called The Bye Bye Man. Um, it's as stupid as it sounds. Nicholas um, Cage movie? No. But it sounds like it could, could have easily been in it. Um, other than that, I mean, just just kind of just, you know, just TV shows. Um, a lot of sports games I've been watching recently. You've been watching sports games or playing them? Yeah, no, no, not playing them. No, I'm awful at sports games. Um, you remember Madden? I remember Madden. Yeah, not not good time. Which, by I mean, the way, so that leak kind of continues on oh, really? without you, but I lost to your Cardinals. Really? They did. They're like rank 87, and I'm like rank nine or 80. You lost to them when they were the computers. Yeah. Oh man. So I'm done. I put together a good team. Did. I didn't have the time to keep up with them. You did. So I felt I owed it to them to step down and get a get a more dedicated coach. You know, I think that artificial uh, intelligence. I, I think that you made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I end up. I, I bought a house. Uh, recently, so you know, I got that going on too. Um, but I mean, I, I obviously had to take time. But Guardians of the Galaxy was just like one of those things. I obviously had to take time mm-hmm. out of my life. It's one of those that you just have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is for me, it lived up to all the hype from, we'll talk about f- from the first one and stuff like that. But we'll talk about that a little yeah, later, absolutely. Um, nothing else for me though. What about you? Um. Man, uh, it feels like forever since we've done an episode. I, when I was getting this computer and everything set up, I was trying to remember everything I did and making sure that I hit, made the right microphone was set and everything. Right. Before, before it would take me two seconds. This time I was like, okay, I got to do this and that. So anyway, I uh, I feel like I started and completed Mass Effect Andromeda since we last wow. talked. Wow, okay. Because <laughs> I don't think we talked about it all last time. I remember you had just started it or something like that. I had like I asked 10 hours. You, yeah, I yeah. asked you if it was as good as the other ones, and you said, I think your answer was no. Mm-hmm. And that, that's still true. Yeah. Um, I wrote up a review on com. If you're interested, you can go check it out there. Uh, my full review, I, I thought it was pretty fair with it. Obviously, it's not my favorite Mass Effect game. Sure. Um, it's, it's hard to replicate right. some of the great classics, right? Yeah. And, you know, Shepard is just always probably going to be a better character to me than Ryder was anyway. But I think that they did a good job with the game. I've enjoyed my time with it. There were some technical issues that really hampered my enjoyment, though. So, yeah. My full review, playsomevideogames.com. Uh, also, on May the 4th, I, I went through the task of creating a, a top five Star Wars games list. Okay. So for Star Wars Day. My full list is on com, but I will tell you that it pained me, but Battlefront was not able to make the cut. It's a great game. It was on the final round of cuts, and I just had to cut it. So if you're curious uh, what's on my list... Well, now I am. You should go check it out. Uh, so that's over at PlaySomeVideogames.com. Speaking of Battlefront... Do we want to discuss the trailer for the new one? Oh, it's fantastic. So I good. loved it. I want to play it right I now. I really enjoy the, the the story that they're going for mm-hmm. from that point of view. Yeah, I've never I've never really thought about that point of view, mm-hmm. but I'm super stoked to play it. Now. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that they're doing the heroes across all three generations. I think that'll be exciting. That's probably just for the multiplayer side of things. Yeah. Single player story. And by the way, single player story. Hello. That is, was a big thing yeah. that people did not like about the original Battlefront and EA heard, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I hate giving EA credit, but we're going to give them a little credit here. They heard. I think Lucasfilm they, heard and said, hey, EA, we're that, doing yeah, this. E, yeah, and DICE. Yeah. yeah. A- anybody but EA. <laughs> 
But yeah, that looks uh, really fun. What's that, end of year? Like November? November something. So yep. it comes like about a month before the movie, just it's, like the other one did. That's exciting. That's exciting. It is very exciting. And... I don't think we talked about this since we've recorded either. Did we talk about the trailer for Star Wars Episode no, Eight? Or? I, you brought up Star Wars, and it just popped in my head. So, I mean, we got to discuss that, obviously. Obviously, fantastic. I love the trailer. Again, it gave nothing away. Yep. Um, and you know, when I watched it for the first time, first time, I was like, "Man, this feels oddly familiar mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know what." And then I watched the Episode Seven teaser again, and then it was like. Someone eventually put like a, a side by side comparison of the two. And it's yeah. like beat for beat. Is it the same kind of thing? Like this. Hey, if yeah. it's not broke, you know what I mean. Don't try yeah. to fix something. That's right. right. It's it, they did a really good job. I don't want to know the plot of the story. No, and what a teaser does is just like show you glimpses, right? It doesn't really show you anything. I mean, and it I don't even want to know questions. the plot of the story uh, from the official trailers. I don't want all yeah. these different official like official trailer one, two, three, teaser like, two. Like I don't want with, all with uh, Spider Man, right? There's yeah. too many trailers now. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman. I haven't watched the latest trailer, but there's a new trailer for that. I'm sure. Yeah, the whole I saw a new out. one in, uh, in before Guardians of the Galaxy. I saw a new one. I just they they give too much away, right? I just need a teaser, just just to wet my beak a little bit, right? Give me some nice images, mm-hmm. and then I want an official trailer that's a little more, uh, you know, detailed, mm-hmm. but without giving away the plot. That's all I want. That's all that's needed. Yeah. Right? And I don't need to see it two years in advance, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care about it. I'm gonna forget about it. I'm not gonna be hype about it. It's gonna get stale. So, Star Wars seems to have this process down. Yeah, I think so. And this movie just looks fantastic. Again, it leaves more questions than story or plot details. How great is Mark Hamill's voice? Oh, it's great. It's so good. I mean, you knew it was going to be great. He's a fantastic voice actor in his own right. which Which is why it was really surprising he didn't have any audible lines in Episode 7. You know what I mean? I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think about the, uh, there's like this meme that goes around where someone puts a, like lips on him and she's like holding him a microphone instead of a lightsaber. Oh, really? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, funny. But yeah, so Star Wars, they released the, the content there for that. So good. I finished, or I caught up, I, I should say, on Star Wars Rebels okay. since we last talked. Yeah. Um, that's actually like really good. I don't know why it took me so long to catch up. Now I just need to catch up on my Star Wars comics, but... I did listen to the audiobook of Star Wars Thrawn. Okay. Great book. It's the best of the new Star Wars canon, in my opinion. Wow. Um, and here, here's a thing. If you want to get a free audiobook, you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash entertaining with a capital E. So if you're interested in, in checking it out, you want a full book, it's kind of like an audio drama. They have sound effects. You know, the guy does voices as he goes through and reads it. It's about 14 hours to listen okay. to, but it was a fantastic listen. Um, I bought the book as well because I liked it so much, and I actually met the author up at C2E2. Good, I've done a lot of stuff. You have. <laughs> so I went up to C2E2. Uh, I met the author of uh, Thrawn, Timothy Zahn. Mm-hmm. He signed the book, talked to him for a little bit. Um, I also met Dave Fenoy, a voice actor uh, you may recognize from... He was Lee, Lee yep. in, in The Walking Dead uh, game. Uh, I also met Jennifer Hale. She was Fem Shep in Mass Effect. She was Bastila in Star Wars Knights of the Republic. She's a fantastic voice actor. She holds the record for most uh, voices by a female voice actor. In all of video games? Well, not just video games. Just in general? I think it's in, in general. Wow, that's yeah. quite an accomplishment. Um, so, met her, and I also got a chance to meet David Hayter, um, 
Solid Snake. Wow. Like the voice of That's Solid Snake. That's pretty cool. Uh, from the original like Metal Gear Solid yeah. uh, and things like that. So it was a great time. Had a lot of fun yeah, up there. that's awesome. Uh, there was a great voice acting panel where they just kind of talked for an hour about voice acting in general. People would ask questions and they would give out answers. It was fantastic. Wow. Uh, C2E2 is a great event. I met some great artists again while I was up there. I met friend of the show. Uh, he's been on a few times, Scott Drummond. He was up there uh, uh, with his Night Smoke comic book. So I bought volume one and two of that. He signed it and I gave it to my nephew for a... Uh, graduation present so it was pretty I thought it was a pretty cool thing to get for for a present so yeah definitely um I met Stan Lee wow saved the best for last wow um so I got my picture with him I mean I wasn't in his presence for more than like 10 seconds um but in he's his presence <laughs> it is in his presence yeah. uh I was I got my Spider Man shirt. I wore my Spider Man shirt up there. Uh, he saw. I was like, "Hey, Spider Fan, true believer." You know, when I walked up there, I did my little uh, web slinger pose with him. He's like, "Good job, I like that one." And he walked away. It was just like over before I knew what would happen, and then I like mm-hmm. shook a little bit afterwards. Was your mouth like, just like on the floor the whole time? No, I mean it was great. Like I didn't know what to think. Like I saw him, got a picture, a couple words were shared, and then I was gone. Just walking away, just like. You just got a picture of Stan Yeah, Lee, exactly. Right? <laughs> That's how it was. Like, That's you're awesome. waiting, you go out, and you're just gathering your stuff back up, and then you just realize, I just met Stan Lee. Like, the guy that is comics, that is yep. everything that we love about comics, I met him. That's crazy. So, super glad I was able to do that. That was yeah. that was really great. I think this is one of his last appearances for public appearances. Um, but I'm, I was debating back and forth, do I want to do it, do I not? And I did, finally. It was, I regret nothing. Great decision. I would do it again. That's awesome. I feel like I'm going to miss something out that I've done that's been entertaining, but... Uh, it's been a long time since uh, we've talked, right? It has been. But I, I, I mentioned uh, Mass Effect... Uh, oh, Free Comic Book Day. It was this, this past weekend on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed some free comic books from there. I got the Zelda one. This one's actually going to go to one of our good buddies here at work. Um, and I got uh, a Wonder Woman... Because the new movie coming out, they had a special book for that. Mm-hmm. They had a Guardians one, but I didn't get. But I got the Secret Empire one, uh, which looked interesting. So I uh, got a couple books there. And, man, I think that's about it. These monthly shows, it's just like so much piles up. I and know. You just got to remember it. But Action-packed. I've, yeah, action-packed. But definitely, uh, out of all that, one of the, the highlights was going and watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with my wife, and uh, we both enjoyed it. So, without further ado, let's discuss Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Did you get a chance to rewatch the first one before you went and saw this one? Yeah, actually, my wife and I are going through the whole MCU. Oh, man, that's um, a long process now. Oh, it's so That's good. more than Star Wars. I know. Way more. But um, it's been a long time since I've seen some of these uh, MCU movies. It's been a long time since I've seen them. And there are some that she hasn't seen, period. Mm. So we're going through that. And it's like she's not one that's like one of the super hardcore fans that are going to stay and wait to the end of the credits. So she's getting a lot more information about things how they all connect with each other and she's finding it really fascinating um we got really close to being 
up to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in terms of the timeline. We missed it by a couple movies. I think we're just after Age of Ultron, so it's like Ant-Man or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But we did get to watch Guardians, uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I think, wasn't the first Guardians of the Galaxy before Age of Ultron? Yeah, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, then Civil War, Doctor Strange, and then Guardians Guardians Volume 2. That was a pretty quick turnaround for a sequel. Yeah. But, um, she, you know, we saw Doctor Strange in the theater, so she's got that already. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Civil War is the only one that we really haven't seen in between. But we did watch Guardians, the first one, just a few days before we saw Volume 2. So it was really, uh, really exciting. I thought about going to the double feature. But, yeah. And we, we know, talked about the... And I, I can't just couldn't spend like it. eight hours in the theater. I know, right? I know. <laughs> this is killing me. Um, Wish I could. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was just well worth it. I, I think... Just my opinion. I think it's just not just my opinion. I think a lot of people agree with this. Marvel just cast really, really well mm-hmm. for Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think that's why it works the way that it does. Oh yeah, because a lot of people could look at it in relation to like some of the big A-listers like Captain America or Iron Man, and just say, "What is this like, Team B?" Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or like a knockoff or like uh-huh. it, it, in the, in the type of humor that they use could be construed as silly, but man, Marvel can take almost anything nowadays and just they can make it Except work. Except Iron Fist. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said almost anything. That was on the back of my mind. But I mean, both my wife and I we loved it. Um I don't know if I can compare it to the first one in a way. I I like them both maybe equally. They're both in my in my top of the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely in my opinion too, very similar. But so, what was your experience like? When did you see it? Where did you see it? Yeah, so we saw it Saturday evening at a prime time. We didn't see it in in three D. It was just a two D showing. The they were showing the theater that we saw. It was it was at AMC Theater, and they were showing. They're all AMC theaters now, right here. Yeah, pretty much. But they were showing. Uh, volume two, like every half an hour. So I'm thinking, okay, we'll go like eight or eight thirty. Not gonna be as busy. It was packed. You went Saturday, you said Saturday evening. So it was you know a couple nights after the very first showing. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's not gonna be that busy. It was packed. It looked like a release night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was just a very interesting variety of people. It wasn't just you know comic book fans. It was it was couples. It was families. It was kids. It was older people it, mm-hmm. it was just and it was really cool we didn't get the best seat because you know I, I don't like to show up and wait an hour before my movie starts we need assigned seats assigned seating come on oh god don't get me started <laughs> but yeah we didn't get the best seats we were a little off center but i mean it, it was just a great experience all the way around mm-hmm. and and i'm sure that thank you for letting me go first because whatever experience you had is probably you know, just like you know. No, I don't. Know. I saw it from space and you know, <laughs> space. I, I saw it from ego and. So funny thing, Peter Quill stopped by on my way to see it, and he's like, "Hey, come, I'll show you." No, I'm just kidding. That okay. is somebody I would die if I met. I love Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah, he'd be good. Uh, so I just saw it at the Peoria Riverfront Museum Theater, obviously like go. an independent theater. Yeah. Uh, got to see it with a few people that were friends of mine. Almost a sold out show. Wow. That was very close to being sold out. Uh, 7 o'clock, 2D showing. I do want to see it on IMAX 3D at a, at a theater in Bloomington. Yeah, I think it would um, look good in 3D. Yeah. But uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, my uh, my wife and I went and saw it. She likes Guardians. But Guardians is probably her favorite. Actually, either Captain America or Guardians. Probably Guardians now. But The original one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So she uh, she likes the the Groot character, obviously. Yeah. That was her her favorite. Uh, going into this, she's like Groot and everything. Um, I actually wore my Groot shirt. I have a shirt that says Groot beer. Nice. I, you know, it's a picture of him holding some beer off to the side, and then ails to astonish. So is that uh, is that your and your what are, are those your Groot your favorite character? Both no. of you are you in agreement there? No, 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 no. that's I mean, not your favorite guardian. Oh, my favorite guardian. Yes, probably mine. Yeah, because yeah. my wife and I are we're on different pages. My favorite is Drax, and mm-hmm. she likes Rocket. Yeah. So, I mean, they they all have a great dynamic. Absolutely. I mean, but you can't not like Groot. He's like a he's like a little I puppy. Know. You know, it's yep. just especially yeah, in, this movie, in this movie. I, it's movie. just a really cool dynamic to go from a fully grown, mature Groot from the first one to a baby Groot, mm-hmm. and then at the end in the in the after scene credits we see teenage Groot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just really great. Um, but yeah, we we both really liked it. The opening scene with Baby Groot dancing around. Oh my gosh! Like the, you think this is gonna be this big battle scene, right? Yep. And then it just is like Groot dancing around. The battles in the ba- in the background. What a great use of opening credits. Yeah. Right. I mean, to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And they did something similar with the first one with with him dancing yeah. kind of through the thing. But this was pretty good. This I mean, was better. Yeah. Um, but let's get into the story a little bit. Obviously, sure. we we've talked a little bit here. So, overall story. You know, Peter Quill doesn't know who his dad is, mm-hmm. right? In the in the first movie, it was dropped that uh, Yondu was, was supposed to take him, but his dad was a quote-unquote, quoting the movie here, jackass. <laughs> so This is a big step for Nathan, everyone. <laughs> so he, you know, he, he didn't deliver him. He, he took him and, you yep. know, he kept him as his crew and essentially raised him, you know. On the ship with the other Ravagers. Ravagers or Reapers? I think it's Ravagers. Ravagers, yeah. yeah. I, I get that. And then uh, uh, Firefly. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. one's confused. Anyway, so in, in the course of this movie, you're open that opening scene that we talked about, they're hired to protect these batteries by the sovereign people. And they're just kind of funny, right? They're just painted, or not painted, but they're gold people completely. They're like genetically engineered, perfect people, whatever. You know what sums it up? About those people, when she was on the the Ravager planet, and she had to have the blanket rolled out for her mm-hmm. so she could walk on the ground. That about sums up what type exactly. of people they are. Exactly. I thought that was a pretty funny. <laughs> Which scene. was really funny. Mm-hmm. So Rocket takes some batteries that they were actually protecting, and he takes a couple of them. And so the the whole. And what was his reasoning? Because they were just they were easy to steal. Easy to steal. <laughs> I mean, it was it was great. There's so many jokes in this movie. You just gotta see it. Even though we're talking about the story now, if it sounds Im- impelling at all, go see the movie because the jokes are fantastic. Oh yeah. But so they go and they're chased by the sovereign people in their arcade drone ships, which are hilarious. Like the first time I saw what they were doing, <laughs> yeah, like that's awesome. It's like a game to them, yeah. right? Well, I mean, because they don't want to go do it themselves. It makes sense. You know, I've thought about this before. It's like, especially, you know what movie I thought about this? Pacific Rim. Why do we need to be physically in these risking, you know, risking their lives? They mm-hmm. can easily remote control if they have this type of technology. So mm-hmm. in that respect, I respect the uh, the sovereign people. They, yeah. they have a good idea there, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and then they're saved by this one ship with a guy riding on top of the ship. Looks like a Yoshi egg. Looks like a Yoshi egg. He does. He <laughs> yeah. does. Um, and their ship is damaged. They crash. That one ship comes up, and it's Ego, uh, Star-Lord's father, a celestial being. 
Mm-hmm. And we so, kind of knew that from the first. Yeah, you get the sense that there's something going on with Star-Lord or with Peter that his father was composed of pure light according to his mom. Mm-hmm. And there was a really nice scene. By the way, the scene in 1980, the uh, CG version of, uh, what's his name? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. That was really good de-aging CG. Way better than we saw in Rogue One. Yeah. You know, with Tarkin. Absolutely. And I, just, I thought that... It, you could tell a couple times when, like, his nose didn't move right when they were, like, his nose hit her cheek. It right. didn't move right. But for the most part, really well done. And I would imagine that it was easier to do it with someone like Kurt Russell that they had a lot of film when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure that's incorporated somehow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe not so easy with... Um, Peter Cushing. Yeah, because, I mean, there's not a lot of film of him looking the way that he did... And you also have to factor in some of the quality mm-hmm. of the time period that he did that, you know, those films in. So maybe that's why they cast somebody like Kurt Russell. They knew that they were going to do that, and that was a factor. Uh, could be. But the casting for him was perfect oh, anyway. Yeah, it's Kurt it Russell. Was, yeah. Come on. And the way he acted it out, you could tell, like, the way that they acted, you could tell it was father and son. Oh, yeah. Just, just like, some of the attitudes, mannerisms, the way they talked, the way they walked. And they even took it kind of like a to a corny level where he created the ball of light and then they were playing catch. <laughs> it was so corny, it was awesome, right? It was just hilarious. So they they're taken to this planet, which is Ego's planet. Yep. And we're we're told that Peter is immortal as long as there's light in the in the center of the planet. So yeah. Anyway, that leads us up to that point. In the meantime, the sovereign people go find Yandu. And he's at a place of relaxation, we'll call it. <laughs> um, and uh, so they track him down out there, and he uh, is tasked with finding Peter yet again mm-hmm. uh, and you know, seeing what's up with that. And he also meets Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. And another, he's in the Ravager, apparently like a leader of the Ravagers. Right. And the character that he played, doing some background research, was an original Guardian of the Galaxy. Oh, wow. So, like, Yandu was an original Guardian of the Galaxy. Um, and the other ones that you saw later on in the movie that were the Ravagers that they kind of focused on were original Guardians members. So, okay. A little bit of background there. Yeah. But uh, he's tasked with that. They go to find him. And in the meantime, Rocket... Groot and Nebula, because Nebula's always just in here somehow, uh, were left on on the planet to repair the ship. Yondu's crew tries to take him out. You know, they go and a really great scene with Rocket just decimating the Ravager yep. guys. Um, and then, anyway, I'm not gonna. You know what? I'm, we don't need to do this. But anyway, this is a great. It's a great movie. Absolutely. I I love how the you know everything kind of comes to place. The Ravengers get subdued, we'll call it. Um, not subdued. Um, led or whatever by Nebula. Right. She comes in there. She kind of takes over. She gets her ship out of there. There's a, a mutiny. Yondu is cast aside. And that's kind of where the, the it gets into high gear. There's so many dynamics to this mm-hmm. movie, right? I mean, not even just the different storylines that are going on. I feel like every character individually had their moment chance to shine and it wasn't like star lord was like hogging the spotlight for most no. of the movie it felt um, like he was kind of a backseat a little bit absolutely i mean even though he's part of like the main story plot as to why they're where they are 
um, you know, what they're looking for. He's looking for his father, his family. Uh, like I said, I feel like everybody had a chance to shine, and they were all equal stars of the movie. And I think, like, the MVP of the movie, for me, was Yondu. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, and I mean, just so many different dynamics to the movie uh, in terms of the storyline, in terms of humor, um, really good, like... Uh, what do you call it? What, what was I talking to you about this the other day? They're really good. Dynamics? Um, not dynamics, like a... Um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. I'll find it later. <laughs> but, you know, humor, uh, sad moments, uh, you know, a good... Good emotional ride. Yeah, emotional ride. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what I think kind of appealed to everybody. And that's why there were so many different people in, the, mm-hmm. in, in my theater, maybe yours as well. Yeah, I mean, in this movie, obviously, it had the jokes. Fantastic. Yep. Great. Timing was perfect. On moral the to the story. That's the yeah, word. There There's go. a good moral behind, underlying moral to the story. Right. Just, it, it has that In terms of heart. life. It, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not just uh, the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. It has it has that heart paired with the humor. So it gets serious at times, but, it, you know, it has a good message too, right? Mm-hmm. That moral. Message. That right. would have been a good one too. Yep. So overall, great package on the story because then it moves into, you know, Peter finds out that... Um, Ego actually killed his mom. Right. And like a that switch was, flips. Yeah, right? that was crazy how much he reacted to that. Mm-hmm. And like before that, he was being, I kind of liken it to, uh, remember in Jungle Book, the snake kind of singing to, to Mowgli? He was kind of doing that kind of a snake dance, kind of singing. In the cartoon or the new version? Uh, in the cartoon. Okay. It's been... It's been a long time. Quite a while for but, me. Yeah, that yeah, one. yeah. but I kind of get that scene, that essence where, you know, he was trying to kind of turn his son to his side just to be a celestial and help him do this to take over the world or the galaxy. Right. So, uh, but we find out that not all is as it seems. Uh, he's he's sired many children, and they've all disappointed him, and they all end up dying in the center of the planet somehow, uh, which is not cool. And so it kind of just shows how ego is, well, he's just that. He's centered about himself. He's in, he's egomaniac, right? He's, he just cares about what he wants to do. He found his purpose, and that's all that matters to him. These other lives don't matter. Well, like, uh, like Yandu said, he may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. Exactly. Right? And that was a great scene, right? When he gets yep. to that point, and you, you, Peter comes to understanding. Yeah. And he kind of has, uh, like, a little bit of a, was it him that has a flashback to kind of, recenter himself to understand like this is he raised me he showed me how to do this and that right. and everything yep and he really understood that he was right yeah because well because like you said from the first movie when we find out you know kind of who yandu was to star lord it was just a guy that should have delivered him to his father didn't kept him because he was small and he could, for the good thieving for thieving yeah <laughs> uh, and and you know it was like they almost ate him. You know what I mean? Like, that was a joke. You're acting like this some great thing. Yeah, you not eating people. Like, <laughs> um, but you know that that's why it's just a really great uh, story arc for Yandu. We mm-hmm. really kind of figure out how he is, uh, you know, beneath this Ravager exterior. And you get the other sense too when he's with Rocket. You know, him and Rocket are relating. Yep. You know, and you get that that scene where he's like. You don't know me, you know. Rocket's talking about. He's like, I know exactly who you are, because I am you. Yeah. I mean, it, that whole scene, she's so good. Like Michael yep. Rooker's performance, a, really a good. Plus, so good. Yeah. I, I want to just go watch this movie again because he was fantastic. Like in the first movie, he was good, but in this movie, he's fantastic. How are they going to do this to us though? They're going to take somebody like Yondu, 
they're going to kind of bring him into the fold in, in, in Volume 2 and make, it, make us think that he's going to be more of a, a main character, maybe add to the Guardians, make him an exceptional character, and then take him away from us. Mm-hmm. I was waiting the entire time for him to like come back to life somehow, right? Yeah, and that's and that's what I mean about the roller coaster of mm-hmm. uh, you know the dynamics of this movie. It's just so great. Mm-hmm. So, the final set piece, you know, everybody comes to the uh, the planet. Mm-hmm. But before that, that breakout scene with Yondu and Rocket and Groot, where Groot's getting all those different things, looking for the, oh, the yeah. Mohawk. Oh yeah, <laughs> so funny. hilarious. Um, and then obviously that breakout scene where everybody just dies, like everybody's yeah. dead with the with the one arrow, one arrow, and then Rocket just, just going crazy. Such a cool when you have like the little red light that's trailing there. You kind of that see one looks really good in three D. Like there's very, so much I think oh, would be yeah, fantastic in three D. Awesome. So I really want to watch this again in three D uh, at IMAX for sure. Yeah. Um, but this final final act is really good. Like you get such a good build up. The Stan Lee cameo, by the way. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Super awesome thing because. It kind of, it infers that the same Stan Lee character that you see in each movie is, like, the same entity. Like, he could Mm -hmm. be a watcher, or he could be some sort of being, because he was like, oh, that last time, or that one time I was a FedEx guy, referring to Civil War. Right. So, you know, Tony Stank. (laughs) (laughs) This this is Tony Stank. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But it was... It was so good seeing that, and it went through all these different planets and stuff when they were doing these jumps around. Right. I thought one of them alluded to Planet Hulk, possibly, when there was, like, these two big beings fighting. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't Hulk, but it was, like, two... It kind of looked like the... It gave me that Planet Hulk vibe. Right. So, because I know that that's kind of a feature coming out in the next Thor movie. So, this movie ends on, you know, such a somber we'll call it note and but it it feels so complete and so good just like in the first one you know it was a happy ending right in the first one everybody's yeah. like hey our ship is back rebuilt even and we were able to beat the bad guy in this one they overcome ego they lose yandu in the process yandu sa- sacrifices himself mm-hmm. and i mean that's weighty enough yeah and then you know yandu had bad mojo we'll call it with with the ravagers because he he went against their code but in the end they realized that what he was doing or what he did uh was for the good of that kid right right because they don't they don't deal in kids so all the ravagers come they they play the the trumpets or the song or whatever it was yeah uh they basically fireworks uh for for when he (laughs) for when he is uh sent out and then his yandu's like secondhand man is given the the arrow, yep. and you see him going around trying to make that thing work later on, and it hits Drax on accident. It's just funny. <laughs> but it ends on such a note where it's like, that's just, that's complete. You know, it's yep. nice. And it respects the character that you lost without unduly... A movie Movies tend to really try to get you to have an emotional reaction, right? Mm-hmm. They play music and everything in a specific way, make you deliver dialogue and react in a specific way for the actors to get that emotional response. This time, they didn't have to do that, you know? Because you were invested in this, this team, and you were growing to like Yondu with this journey in, the, in this movie. Right. And he dies now, and you feel that loss. 
you're able to actually feel it and not be shown the loss on the screen. Right. And I thought they did a fantastic job by doing that. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, overall, fantastic movie. The one thing I do have to say that wasn't... As a whole, I, I, it's hard to say which, one, which Guardians movie I like better. They're both really close. But on the, the awesome mix track list side of things, I think the first one edges it out. Oh, yeah. I would agree there, too. I haven't listened to the second one on its own yet, but I, I will eventually. Yep. But it was, it was a great movie. I thoroughly enjoyed the ride. I can't wait to watch it again. I will buy this as soon as I can and probably watch it again at home like they won, just like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. It captures me. And it, it's... For a movie to do that these days, for someone like me that talks about movies all the time, it's kind of impressive. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, especially since it's a sequel, too. I mean, it's, it's hard to follow up a movie that's that was as successful as the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, obviously, in terms of plot, I think the original one has a beat a little bit, you know. But, again, that's, that's really hard to top when you're putting together the crew. You, that's that's a, at least a quarter or a third of the movie, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then I, I think the plot of the first one is more in line with the overall arc of the MCU with, with the, the Infinity, Infinity Stones. Stones and Thanos. Which I was surprised there was no Thanos in this movie. Yeah, so, I mean, it, that was a little bit of a letdown for this one. But this was kind of like their own, their own journey of, uh, you know going through and realizing that they're one family together. And mm-hmm. that was maybe the purpose to set up Volume 3 for something really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that with this one, too, they had a better villain, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. the villain... Marvel movies suffer from bad villains. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. I mean, Winter Soldier was probably the best villain uh, until he If you turned. can call him a villain. Well, yeah. he was at, at <laughs> yeah. first, right? Um it, with this, with Ego being the villain of this one, he was the most well represented, I think, on the screen of all the villains that have been in any movies. Um, and as far as a sequel goes in the MCU, I think this has got to be probably my favorite sequel. The, or maybe not. Might be second Cap- to Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter, but... Winter Soldier might be my, my favorite. But, I mean, this is better than Iron Man 2, and I like Iron Man 2. Yeah. This is better than Thor 2, and Thor 2 is terrible. Yeah. This is better than Avengers 2, because yeah. that was just kind of lost its way. Yeah, it was all over the place. We, we watched that just recently, too, and just, you look at the first one compared to it, and there's, mm-hmm. like, there's no comparison. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that they did a fantastic job with this movie. And James Gunn, the same director and, you know, everything from the first movie is doing this one, and he's doing a third one. So the Yeah, because he's one, having fun. Yeah. Right? That's what he said. Exactly. Like, why would I stop? I'm when you've got a, a great cast and you've got, you know, the ability to tell the story that you want to tell, and if you're still liking doing it and it's not dragging you down, do it. If they keep making them, I'll, I'll keep seeing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fine. I as mean, long as they're like this, they're good quality films, they're funny, there's... They're emotional. They're mm-hmm. you know, good plots. I'm down. Mm-hmm. And that he's going to be the first one to be able to really take his characters all through three movies. Yeah. So and that Favreau, continuity plays into you. Mean, you can yeah. tell with the quality of the product that ends up coming out. Mm-hmm. Favreau was able to do one and part of two, we'll say. Um, and then as Joss Whedon did Avengers one and two, the Russos did Civil War and Cap two. 
And they're going to do Infinity. I mean, if you look at those two cat movies compared to the first one, just my opinion, I like those two, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's just it's it's more of the integration with the whole overarching MCU versus an individual story. Right. Those that unified vision, yeah. right? You don't have to worry about someone else coming in like, oh, I want to do this. This is my movie now. Right, which, which is kind of unfair to compare Guardians of the Galaxy to, right? Because like Iron Iron Man, Captain America, you're talking about their individual story. It's just one person. Mm-hmm. An individual story for Guardians of the Galaxy means like eight people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So and it was really well done. It's a little well unfair to compare. Yeah, but, but it was really well done with those eight people. Like you didn't, right. I didn't feel like anybody got the slight. No, oh, absolutely. Got, yep. Even Nebula. I mean, you came to understand her more in this movie. Yep. You know the the infighting between the two sisters was fantastic. Yep. By the way, when she picks when Gamora picks up that huge. Oh. It's... <laughs> um, and then, you know, Rocket gets his time. Groot gets his time as Baby Groot. Obviously, yep. so good. Drax gets. You know, some more development. But he was really well developed in the first one, I and think. And that whole play between Drax and Mantis yeah. was just... You are beautiful on the inside. On the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just had really good, let's say, acting chemistry between the two. And mm-hmm. uh, it was... I mean, he kind of made her character, if, if we're being honest, uh-huh. right? So... Yeah. It was a fantastic movie overall. Definitely in my upper echelon for Marvel films. I mean, everybody was kind of paired up, if you think about it. You know what I mean? You got the sisters. Mm-hmm. You got Star-Lord and his dad. You got Drax and Mantis. You got um, kind of Rocket, I would say, and Yondu. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... And Groot. Baby Groot just... You know, he was so funny trying to get the yeah. thing though, like pulling. Up. How does it even look like a, a, a hat? Is it a hat? What was his comb? It's like, did you want me to wear this as a hat? Because I don't like hats. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. Um, but I just, I feel like this movie is excels in so many ways, and uh, you know, as far as the numbers go, I believe. You know, the first one came out and debuted at about ninety million or somewhere on there, and this one debuted at one hundred and thirty something. So it had the second biggest jump in Marvel, you know, openings. The biggest jump was between I think Winter Soldier and Cap One, which makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that James Gunn is a fantastic director, great storyteller, and it really takes someone with with knowledge and understanding of the, of the MCU as a whole and really enjoyment of it. Kind of look at Dave Filoni, right? And and Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. He was a fan before he worked for it, before he created it. And that's kind of what I get from James Gunn. Like, he enjoyed this so much. And he continues to enjoy it. And you have to have those type of people in those roles, right? You mm-hmm. have to have the people that are passionate about the, you know, the, the product, and it translates. Mm-hmm. It does translate to the, the screen. We can see that passion. And if you have that same continuity across multiple films or episodes, whatever you're working on, we see that too. Mm-hmm. You know, And you look at the, the reaction for the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you remember how we say the second movie is always a play off of the reaction of the first one? Mm-hmm. This had like the same budget. It's already half over half of the way to beating the total box office revenue of the original Guardians of the Galaxy and has only been out days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just that's what every movie needs to do. Mm-hmm. Every franchise or every, you know, I guess this is kind of like a franchise within a franchise, uh-huh. but everybody needs to, to take the same uh, model that Guardians of the Galaxy is doing. Yeah, and I think I think that's, that's a good way to put it. Everybody needs to follow Guardians. <laughs> follow the Guardians, yep. All right. Any final thoughts, or was that your final thought? Um, I mean, 
if you want to talk about like the end scene credits oh yeah a little bit there was like, like 17 of them yeah I, I i was a little let down by them i'll be honest really? with you yeah i mean they uh, some of them were funny right i mean adam yes i mean that finally getting the confirmation that adam warlock is in this mcu iteration i think he's going to play into the next movie yeah i mean that was probably the only one that i felt was really um meaningful i guess to the whole mcu uh, the other ones were funny mm-hmm. you know what i mean i guess it I don't know. I just maybe my expectation bar was a little high when I heard there was four or five cutscenes. After I'm thinking, oh, we're gonna get like a lot of extra information. I didn't get a lot of extra information. You had I the Stan Lee cameo at the end too, or in the Stan Lee cameo. We had um, Drax getting hit by the arrow. I think we had uh, teenage Groot mm-hmm. getting scolded by Star Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had the Adam scene. I it was our fifth one, or am I missing? I think there was, but it's it's so hard to try. Was to it something with Sylvester Stallone? Yes. They all got together. Like it's too bad. Something like this brings us all together. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, that that was the only thing. I was a little let down by that. Um, I mean, it doesn't take anything away from the movie. Like you said, I'm still gonna buy it when it comes out, and I'm still gonna watch it day one when it comes out because I I want to watch it again right now, and mm-hmm. I might even go to the, the theater see it a second time too yeah. in 3D or something. I definitely will go out and I want to see it in 3D IMAX before it's out of the theater. Yeah. And judging by the numbers, I think most people have already seen it. At least once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you haven't yet, you got to get out. You're missing out. Yeah, it's a good movie. All right. So as mentioned before, there will be another episode of That's Entertaining later on this month. Uh, me and Devin will discuss Iron Fist. Uh, so we'll we'll get ourselves current to the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point. Even though we don't really discuss Agents of Shield, that's okay because I mean Agents of Shield's okay. It's this last few episodes have been pretty good. I caught up with that too. Um, so, uh, until then, I mean, where can people find you? Well, kind of on Twitter and Xbox, uh, at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. Kind of. K. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. <laughs> I don't uh, know, like, you know, life. Life. You, life. you can find me in the middle of life. <laughs> Occasionally, I'll check my Twitter. Occasionally, you'll see me on Xbox. Probably just watching a movie or something like that, though. <laughs> watching Netflix. Yeah, watching Netflix, exactly. <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Voiced by Nathan on Xbox Live. I'm Spider Jedi. And the show is at Entertaining Pod. You can find the website that's entertaining.net. Um, and yeah, I think that's about all I want to say at this point. Check out uh, playsomevideogames.com. Check out our buddies over at Flux Depose. Check out everybody that you like on the podcast spectrum taser face taser face (laughs) that was funny what a great name (laughs) Uh, on that note ladies and gentlemen we thank you for listening and we hope that you have been entertained